0: All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Great Zeros Podcast. It's episode 100. We got a jam-packed show for you here today. Uh, we're going to go over the conference championships and Super Bowl, followed by our t- takeaways for the 2023-2024 season. And then to cap it off, we're going to talk about the Lions, the future of the team. We'll talk through this season, season what awards. it meant, season awards. We talked through the free agents. And who we want to bring back, who we don't want to bring back. And then uh, we sum up the whole Lions season in one word. So let's not waste any more time. Let's jump right on into it. The 2023-2024 season is officially over. Your Super Bowl champions are the Kansas City Chiefs after they knocked over the
1: 49ers. Takes a chug of wine. Mm. Yeah, we're having some uh, some red wine in this, in this podcast. Uh, uh it was in honor of the Chiefs. Red? Red wine? Yeah. Big, big red. I guess that makes sense.
0: Um I feel like I feel like America kind of got robbed.
1: I don't know. I, I feel like uh, I feel like throughout the course of the time when the championship round ended and the Super Bowl started everyone kind of turned on the Chiefs <laughs> and the fact that they won like i think everyone is just generally annoyed i don't know if we got robbed i think it was they both had a pretty good shot the entire way uh, yeah but like yeah i think most of america is pretty sick of the Kansas City Chiefs at this point and which, the 49ers i would say because I saw it both ways. I saw
0: people saying uh, there's only uh, three men that could stop the two Pete of Mahomes that could stop us from Mahomes, and it was Lamar, Jared, and Brock. And then on you know the other side is there's you know only three guys that can stop Brock this bum Brock Purdy from winning a Super Bowl ring, and it was Mahomes, Jackson, and Goff. So. I think, in general, teams wanted... General fans that didn't have a dog in the fight did not
1: want to see Kansas City versus San Francisco. No. I mean, they're the two, you know, the two biggest powerhouses, right? Yeah. I mean, even though KC wasn't ranked number one seed, like...
0: They were defending Super Bowl champions. They've been there time and time again recently. This is, what, their third in five years? Third in five. Official yeah. dynasty. Um, yeah. I, I, think, uh, I think generally fans wanted to do, see either Baltimore versus San Francisco or Kansas City or yeah, Kansas City versus Detroit or Kansas City versus um or Baltimore versus Detroit.
1: Yeah, I, I think I think Baltimore or, versus Detroit would have been yeah. would have been a lot of fun. Kansas, but, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, speaking of those two teams, I mean do we want to do we want to go through the championship rounds back a first bit. a little bit and then let's we'll kinda back go bit. back to the Super Bowl here? Uh
0: so I think we don't need to talk about the game itself too much. I mean, in the game itself, Lamar just got shut down.
1: Yeah, I was I was gonna say like I the, think
0: that's like the biggest thing.
1: The the Kansas City dominance. It's like I th- I think watching it, I, it's God it feels like it was so long ago now. A couple weeks ago, but uh, watching that game, it almost felt like right away it was like Baltimore was just like trying to like tread water. And just yeah. like and just like they yeah just trying to like not let the boogeyman get them mm-hmm. and uh by the time it was over it was like well it's another great season for baltimore i guess you know
0: yeah i mean um at home too baltimore's defense played great i mean they really did i think all in all and i i know we said we weren't going to talk about the chiefs too much during this but I think I put a lot more of like this Super Bowl run on the Chiefs' defense than I do the offense.
1: Oh yeah, they they played defense played really well, out of their fucking mind for sure, and, and obviously, you know Mahomes coming up in clutch moments like he mm-hmm. always does. I mean that's a huge part of it. Andy Reid, how about Spags though? Spags played great. I mean, uh, or not played, Co- but called, coached, played, called, coached coached great. great. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, they really they really have taken that defense at some points in the season. Like they kind of were up and down at some points, but it's like going these last like five, six games or whatever, I feel like they've like gone another level higher yeah. than than they had been at any point in the Patrick Mahomes era. They are officially there. the Patriots
0: of yesteryear.
1: And all the guys they have on defense too, a lot of them are like young up and coming players. Yeah. Like we'll see if they can resign like Sneed, Sneed and and Chris, Chris Jones, Jones, like if they keep this thing rocking, but like, I mean, this defense is in excellent shape, and they just are so good at just like finding gems, yeah, and just plugging them players. right in.
0: I think a lot of it also goes to coaching, right?
1: For sure, for sure. Spags gets extended today, by the way, as we're uh, as we're recording this. No uh, shock. He'll be, he'll be sticking around.
0: Um, what do you make of what do you make of Baltimore at this point?
1: I you know what I think it's as simple as this for Baltimore and a lot of the AFC uh, superpowers, uh, they have a shot as long as they're not playing the Chiefs. Yeah, you know what I mean. I mean, like if they if they got to the Super Bowl and they played the Niners, I mean, I would give them as much of a shot as the Chiefs in that game. Oh yeah, or the Lions, you know, whatever. Like, they can go to -to -to touch with anybody. I think Baltimore would have fucking roll with us in the Super Bowl, just like how they did in the regular season. I just I just think Kansas City in the playoffs and the big spots are a different animal and like they just they just weren't good enough to keep up. And I mean hey the AFC championship great year Lamar gets his second MVP. I mean like for what?
0: God that made no
1: sense. Excellent defense. This thing thing is built to be good for a little bit here. They also have some off season stuff to take care of, I'm sure. Uh, we'll see what happens there, but I think the nucleus of this team is going to stay together. Obviously, Harbaugh's going nowhere,
0: they yeah. didn't
1: lose any big coordinator pieces, and and yeah, re rack and and just pray to God you don't face the Chiefs against. I guess all you can really do, yeah. I think
0: they might have lost their defensive coordinator to the LA Chargers, no?
1: Oh, McDonald, yeah, no, he went to the um he was the seahawks? seahawks 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 i'm yeah. sorry i
0: apologize and uh i believe they're also going to let patrick queen walk because they're obviously paying roquan now
1: um i know uh meta bk is also an upcoming free agent the defensive tackle for them who's had a really really good year uh so, i know that's because people are already saying you should go to the lions but <laughs> uh, yeah uh so yeah they got they got some stuff
0: coming down the pipeline, but they're good, but
1: they're good at reloading too. They are. I mean, like they're they, very good at drafting, especially on the defensive side. Yeah, it seems just players just seem to fall to them. Yeah,
0: you know. So I, with Baltimore, I don't know what you do to get over that hump. Um, like, I don't think Lamar played a bad game necessarily, but the one play that is just etched in my head is that. Interception that he threw into triple coverage late in the game. Yeah. And desperation time, right? He I mean. was throwing the long ball because that drive started at the one and he was throwing the long ball. And I think he threw, I think, two or three long balls on that drive. And every time it was just a little bit too far, just a little bit out of the reach of the wide receiver. And then finally, I, I could see it coming from a mile away. I was telling myself, he's going to underthrow one of these ones because he keeps overthrowing. And that one's gonna get picked off. And then I don't know if he underthrew it, but he threw it into triple coverage. So yeah, I uh, I don't know what you do with Baltimore. You're kind of cemented into what
1: you have right now, right? Yeah, you, you have to you have to play this thing out for yeah. a couple more years. And like, hey, that's they, not a bad they're team. not a bad team. No, they were any, the best team stretch. in the AFC. Uh, again, I just think it boils down to pray to God that you don't have to face KC the playoffs yeah, pretty and, God like, that somebody knocks him out somebody can knock him out the, you know and then maybe have a shot yeah also their division like they should be able to keep keep having a shot at winning that i mean i know since he with burrow yeah coming back is gonna be different yeah. in, in cleveland like who knows pittsburgh Who knows? <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of wheels spinning in pittsburgh so hey yeah, yeah. you know you got you got a shot to keep keep winning that division for a couple of years
0: uh on the other side Let's talk about the Lions versus the 49ers. A rare Lions segment, not not during our actual yeah. Lions
1: segment, yeah. which is kind of funny. but
0: uh, Quite possibly the worst outcome I could have ever imagined.
1: Yeah, I'll just say straight off the top, the, the reason that this game hurts so much, like obviously trip to the Super Bowl in the line, that's one thing. But the fact, like watching this initially going into it, I'm like, if they lose, it's understandable. I get yeah. it. You're going into San Fran on the road, number one seed, championship round. Like this has got an L written all over it, and that's okay, and I'll be fine. Yeah. But the problem with it is that they beat the fuck out of them. Yeah. For the first half, smashed them. They absolutely smashed them. Smashed them. And then we'll talk all about it. But but it let's just talk about how first away. half though. Yeah. yeah let's, let's talk let's, about that first. Let's half, enjoy though. that for a little bit. Yeah.
0: Uh, first drive, the end around, of, uh, Jamison Williams, super electric.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's one of
0: the most electric plays I've ever
1: seen. I, I did not have that on my bingo card. No. For how to start that game off,
0: it was great to see. Um, once again, Jamison Williams proves why they drafted him, and you see the potential talent there. We do really hope that, or at least I do really hope that he continues to progress and starts getting more targets in games because I think he has great hands, and Anytime that he catches the ball, that possibility is there. Well, I don't know if I'd say great hands because he does have a lot of drops. He has, he has but good hands. I sure. don't think he's dropped the pass since like week eight.
1: Okay. All right. Since like the first Bears game.
0: I can't remember him having like a bad drop since then. Man, isn't it
1: funny how we, a week one, are, are debating Jameson Williams, and it's the first thing we talk about in the NFC championship <laughs> round. Yeah. <laughs> first thing. I, I, I want to say I called that to
0: a fucking T, though. I called the NFC really well. I had San Francisco versus Detroit. Yeah, actually, I think you did. In the NFC Championship, I only had us beating the Buccaneers, or the Eagles instead of the Buccaneers. And my God, man, I just fucking spinked the hell out of it. I had the Lions losing there, too. Yeah! Yeah! Yeah!
1: Yeah!
0: <laughs> yeah, but... Um, Goff looked great in the first half. The offensive line looked amazing in the first half.
1: Jameer Gibbs looked amazing. In the Jameer first half.
0: Gibbs was dicing motherfuckers up left and right. Which I think
1: going into the game, he was probably the guy that everyone was like, "This this dude's about to have a day." Yeah, and uh, he definitely did. Yeah, he definitely
0: sure. did. Uh, Amon had I think like five for seventy. Uh, Laporta had a couple clutch catches. Um, Offense was clicking like it never clicked before. And Dan Campbell kicked a field goal at the end of the half on like a fourth and goal from like the four, which was very shocking. I know.
1: Yeah. Well, very like, shocking. I just, I, I couldn't have predicted that scenario where they just come out in the first half. Like they were mm-hmm. shot out of a cannon, you know, like it's, I would never imagined that. Like I, I was thinking this thing would be a nail biter all the way through or they just completely gotten the, the crap kicked out of them exact yeah, opposite of sure. the first half. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um. Yeah, no, I I 100% agree with that thought process. I think that's exactly where I was, too. Defense on the other side of the ball, they were getting pressure on the quarterback. They were completing the pressure on the quarterback. They were getting to him. And uh, they made some plays here and there. Uh, Shout
1: out Malcolm Rodriguez, Rodrigo. By the way, as a note from that game and the Super Bowl, kind of noticing with Purdy, Uh, him, like Jared Goff, he's not very good under pressure. No. Uh, so they, they identified that in the first half, at least, I mean, the second half too, but like, you know, definitely was something that made him kind of like Jared Goff kind of panicky when he runs around, throws the ball. He's definitely a bit more mobile than Mm -hmm. Goff. a little more athletic in, in that department, but, uh, yeah, I noticed that in both these last two games for, for birdie.
0: Yeah. Um, so yeah, the first half happens and then the second half happens. And uh, it started out kind of good. Um, the defense held the 49ers offense to three points, like solid. Okay. And then uh, I think that ensuing drive for the Lions might have been the first fourth down no-go. Uh, I believe. It was either that or a punt. Um, but I believe it was the first fourth down. uh attempt and uh just Josh Reynolds who has I'm not gonna I'm not gonna rag on Josh Reynolds too much because he was very reliable throughout the season. He had a bad game. So Josh Reynolds he drops that pass. Uh it's extremely unfortunate, but you know one of the most imaginable or unimaginable things happens on the next ensuing drive where uh, Brock Purdy is under pressure and he just fucking launches a ball up into the air way down the field. And uh, it just. Vildor, who I've praised a couple times on this podcast. He's made a lot of plays. He's made a year. lot of plays. Um, there is a reason why he plays defense and not offense. And he went up for a ball and tried to catch it, hit him right in the face mask, and it just
1: bounced out ever so perfectly right into Brandon Ayuk's hands. Yeah, it was It was one of the most scorely yep. plays I could remember in recent memory.
0: And uh, he, at first, the refs had thrown a flag, and then they kind of looked at it, and they said there's no uh, flag for offensive pass interference. Uh, this is one of the few times that I am on the ref's side for that play. I think what really ended up happening was Ayuk did bump into Vildor a little bit, but that was before Vildor really made a play on the ball. And Vildor didn't break stride or anything when Ayuk bumped into him. He kept running, and then he went up and tried to catch it. So I don't think there was any offensive pass
1: interference on that play. It didn't really interfere with the outcome of the play. So,
0: yeah, it doesn't really matter. Him bouncing that ball off his face mask was purely on Vildor. Obviously, the 49ers score... So after the 49ers score, they touchdown, they bring it 24-17, Lions leading. Um, it just started pouring. Uh one play drive, negative one yards, Jameer Gibbs fumbles, it happens. Nothing you can really do about that.
1: I mean, your your lead has just evaporated at this point, though. And more <laughs> importantly, uh momentum has completely evaporated. Like you were yeah. in the first half absolute. Bearing them, steamrolling, and yeah. at this point, it's like now you're hanging on for dear life in a game that you had a firm grip on. Mm-hmm. And honestly, you know, I, I remember noting it during the game. I was like, "Hey, sol, like, you know, if it was sol, they'd fall apart here." And uh I, I'm not going to say this is sol because I think this is you're playing in the NFC Championship game, but it did have some icky uh, sol vibes to it. I'll leave it at that.
0: Yeah, so obviously 49ers, they take four plays. They get in the end zone. It's now a tie ball game. Uh, On the ensuing drive, it's a three and out. They pick up one yard. Could have been more. Josh Reynolds, unfortunately, drops another pass, um, which is just super uncharacteristic of him. But, you know, again, it it fucking happens. Um, So they punt. 49ers come back down the field. Defense holds them to a field goal, but... Uh, That was an 11-play, 65-yard, 7-minute drive. So just completely drained the clock. Um, Lions get down the field a little bit, start to get back some momentum. Fourth and, what, five, I want to say? Fourth and three. And I don't know what happened. Just not a good play. Goff had to scramble out. um, Incomplete pass. Not very good. So turn the ball over again. They were at the San Francisco 30. So if my math uh, adds up correctly here, uh, that would have been a 47 yard field goal. Dear math bitch. I don't know. This was the one that I thought, well, maybe you take the points here. But at the same time, uh, based on what Campbell said at the end of the, uh, at, at, during his press conference,
1: uh, I- what did? Campbell said his press conference. He
0: before. said um, he was purely trying to get the momentum back, which
1: you know I'm, I'm, You can't see it because it's an audio medium, but I, I'm rolling my eyes a little bit. Yeah. At this.
0: My my whole thing with Campbell and those two fourth down conversions, um, the first one was 1000% correct for him to do because it was the right play call. It was
1: the right play. It just didn't work out
0: and that's on the players.
1: That's I mean, not on the coach. I wouldn't even agree with that to be honest because i believe at that point in the game you're up 14. Yep. You've got an opportunity to be up three scores by 17. You have an points. opportunity and Right. So that you know, would have been If you're the Niners getting the ball back you you got to make up for three possessions here. And that's mm-hmm. major. Like two was like, all right, if we get one, we're back in this game like three is a much bigger uphill battle like as far as momentum goes. And like maybe that adjusts how they play call a little bit. Maybe they don't run the ball with uh, with, with McCaffrey as much. like maybe they're a little more dependent on throwing it. Maybe like Purdy doesn't make as many plays. like I just feel like that that gave them a, a much better shot to, to ramp up and get back in this game. That's exactly what happened and we've talked about it many times on this podcast about dan campbell's aggressiveness and like it's just kind of part of who he is and love it or hate it it's just kind of his identity as a coach and and sometimes it's i lean into it too and i think it's fine but like it's just those moments where it's like it's you leaving points on the table in the nfc championship game like that's not like a spot for like momentum. It's a spot to get points and, and keep your chances to be in the Super Bowl alive mathematically. Cause that's all that matters at the mm-hmm, end of the day. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I think that's where the, the, I don't know the disagreement amongst the Lions fans comes in. Yeah. You ready for me to destroy you? Yeah. Go ahead, bud. Oh, shucky, ducky, quack, quack.
0: All right. So you're at fourth and two on the San Francisco 28 yard line. Uh, that is a forty-five-yard field goal attempt for a kicker that you signed week sixteen, week seventeen.
1: I mean, he's been on the roster before.
0: Yes. So. Right, but what may? What do you think? Forty-four yarder. Are Forty-five. We, are, are we are we joking here? Forty-five yarder. It's, it's a preschool
1: uh, kick in today's NFL. It's nothing.
0: He's thirty-seven for forty-eight from forty to forty-nine yards. So not bad. Not bad, right? Not
1: not great either,
0: for sure. Not great, but. yeah, but not bad. Um, so you're up 14 points here. It's fourth and two. You're Dan Campbell. You think like Dan Campbell. What, what has gotten you guys to this point? I mean, the aggressiveness is a huge part of that. The aggressiveness. Right? For sure. For sure. You ride the horse that you came in on.
1: You yeah, and don't I've heard that being an argument about field this field. too. But I think this is a different spot. It's and not. I'm not I'm not saying every single time that you're in this spot, be conservative. I'm just saying when there's points on the board you can take a three score lead in the NFC championship game and not you talked um, about momentum, trying to get momentum back. Three scores is about as big of a momentum push that you can have at that point in the game. Sure. So like sure that you know, it's a different spot. It's it's there like that's why I say
0: the second spot was the spot he should kick the field goal. Okay. The first spot was not. The first spot he made the right call in my opinion. I know we agree to disagree on that. But the
1: second spot I, I couldn't even look at the TV. I, I had my yeah. head my head buried in my hands yep. at that point. And the other thing, you know,
0: Badgerly kicks a field goal in either one of these positions. You're turning the ball over to the 49ers at midfield i I don't know uh, about you. I have zero confidence in my defense to make the stop there. he's not saying that, but we're all thinking it. Second half they go down on downs. they take seventy or seven plays seventy yards second uh San francisco goes up ten. Lions limp uh, a touchdown so they don't get shut out in the second half and uh that's it. they lose thirty four to thirty one. Brutal. It's it's. I think the saddest aspect of this game is the fact that um, you can't help but to have the most sour taste in your mouth on a unbelievable, wonderful season. I mean, it, we really could not have asked for more as Lions fans, and
1: it just sucks.
0: It sucks that that game had to go the way it did,
1: especially. Uh, I'll reiterate, the fact that you had it yeah. in your hands. That's the worst part. That's by far the worst part. Yeah. Them to lose,
0: understandable. But If they would have been trailing the entire game and made it close, I would have been like, this was uh, just a monumental season. If, if they would have uh, been blown the fuck out, I would have said this was a monumental season. The fact that they blew out the 49ers in the first half and then just completely crumbled in the second half...
1: You can't help but look at this season and go, God damn, what could have been? Some meat on the table left. Maybe. Yeah. Well, we'll, you know, we're still going to talk a little bit of Lions later in the show, but uh, for now, do you want to just kind of move on to the Super Bowl? Yeah. All right. So the Super Bowl, um, kind of boring, though. Yeah. Uh, I would say probably one of the more uneventful Super Bowls uh, in recent memory i was pretty bored throughout a good chunk of it at least the first half second half kind of kicked up i'd say
0: um
1: but yeah overall it's just like i I think your football purists would will feel differently about it and say it was a great game just because nothing wrong with good defense and everything but like Mm -hmm. and by the way the 49ers defense uh they were on fire in the first half and the Chiefs' defense played well too but it just looked really really good And even at the start of the second
0: half, I mean, Mahomes threw that pick, and I was sitting there like, okay, GG's. Uh, But Kyle Shanahan does it again, man. Three Super Bowl appearances, three double-digit leads blown. Uh, That is definitely a pretty sizable headline coming out of this. Um, By the way, firing Steve Wills today? I was going to say – the scapegoat for that, unfortunately, is Steve Wilkes, which makes zero fucking sense yeah, considering that their defense was unfucking believable this
1: year. And also, uh Steve Wilkes has not been there for three Super Bowls and all these leads blown. Yeah. Uh he was there for one of them, and the defense played really well for pretty much all of the Super Bowl.
0: Held Patrick Mahomes to nineteen points in regulation. Uh and it's not in, much else you're going no, to blame fine. they got 3 sacks on the guy who is borderline unsackable. Um I mean you gave up you gave 59 yards up to Penchenko for 18 carries. I I don't know what else you would want from the fucking guy.
1: The one even Kelsey was shut down for huge chunks of this game. He I mean, was
0: shut down until fucking dumbass Dre Greenlaw yeah. He blew out his Achilles running onto the field, which yeah, was, was unbelievable.
1: Was, are you serious?
0: As somebody who does not like Drake Greenlaw, uh, good.
1: And he you know what, dude, he was playing really good in the first half, like, especially. Like I remember the first like drive or two, like he was making plays and he's he was, a great player. He was player. really fired up and I was like, Man, he's having a great Super Bowl so far and then to go out like that. It was like, "Oh, you have to be kidding me! That's that's unbelievable." He's a great player. He's a
0: really good linebacker, and I don't fucking like him because he's he just comes across as an asshole when he plays.
1: So I don't want to. I don't want to do like a play by play breakdown of this kind of like we do with the Lions. I can. We pay more attention with the Lions, or we have Obviously. more invested in them, so we'll, we'll do that. But for this game, uh, you know, uh, Cliff Notes version of it. I guess like we've been. Praising the Chiefs, all show they just, you know, they're the next dynasty, they're the next Patriots. That's who they are now. Uh, they've reached the mountaintop. Mahomes is in his peak form. Andy Reid is excellent, uh, even when things are questionable around them. You have those two, and, and you figure out the rest later. And yep. surprisingly, it's it's always enough to get it done. That's exactly why they're the new Patriots. Yeah,
0: you have those two, and they somehow get it done. Expect
1: that for the next ten fucking years. So three Super Bowls. Uh let's let's kind of move over to the Niners a little bit. Okay. Um first off, mm-hmm. I already know this offseason you're gonna see so many Brock Purdy detractors start to come out of the woodwork, I feel like. Mm. Because I've already seen clips on YouTube, social media posts about well, was he really any better than Jimmy G? And the answer is yes. Yeah. Obviously. 100%. Uh, because, first of all, he did have a pretty good game. And second of all, the he dude, didn't have a bad game. The, the dude was in the conversation, however, Fugazi, you want to look at it, for an MVP vote. This okay. Year. I'll let that slide. Like, I didn't think he deserved either, but there are some games, like, he's he fits that system like a glove. Yeah. And this is the first time that he's in the Super Bowl. It's the second year in the league. I just know already you're going to see Kirk Cousins to San Francisco. I think that's, like, the biggest thing. Sam Darnold going to start next year? Like, like I think you're going to see all this stuff starting to starting to crop up. So, I guess – I don't know. My, my note on it is, like, what do you think about the whole – how everything went down at the end of the season? Super Bowl, Purdy, where do we go from here?
0: I think Purdy's biggest obstacle next year might be um, Noah Uke.
1: Yeah, we'll see. They, they – they're gonna have to make some cap magic happen to keep him around. They
0: really are. Uh, if they want him and Chase Young to stick around, I think Trent Williams might retire. That's another huge thing. Um,
1: That's a huge loss because I don't.
0: Happens. I don't think that offensive line is really built up like it used to be. Um, so I think. I
1: mean, having the best left tackle in football, it really carries the whole thing. Makes a huge left.
0: difference in that line. Right?
1: So I don't think
0: uh, I think Purdy's biggest obstacle is going to be uh, okay. I'm really great in the system. How can I be great outside of the system? Overall, I think you you're gonna have to start making some decisions because this team is not sticking together like how it is right now,
1: um, and that's their biggest challenge. The problem is that this was this was your shot. Yeah, and I know that good teams that hang around for a couple of years and, like, the window's still open. The Niners' window is still very open. but like Extremely. But it's going to be tougher <laughs> going forward. Honestly, I don't know if it will be. Well, think about it. I mean, the, the Rams kind of surprised this year, and, the, and they were definitely better than advertised, and, like, they're just going to have another year of draft picks and actual cap space. Uh, you're going to have the Cardinals with a fully healthy, healthy Tyler Murray. We'll see what they do in the offseason. The Seahawks. Who knows where they're going to be? But like the NFC also is going to have better teams. I don't know. It's not they're not going to be like this. Was a pretty cush year for them. The NFC was. I kind think of the best. next year they could, they were a powerhouse this year.
0: Like, I was going to say I think next year might even be a bigger cush year for them because the Lions, unfortunately, uh, ladies and gentlemen, they're going to have a tough schedule. <laughs> our our um, division. It's only getting better. Uh, we face 49ers, the Cowboys, and Tampa Bay again next year. Um, I don't know who we have in terms of NFC and AFC. AFC, I think, is the
1: South, which hey, that, that's about as good as it gets. Right
0: that now, is here, one
1: thousand percent as good as it gets. But two or three of
0: those teams are really no joke. Uh, the Jags are good. The Texans are good. The uh, Colts, Colts be spicy. are spicy, especially with a healthy Anthony Richardson, and you got a good shot. But who knows with the Titans? I mean, Will Levis turned some heads last year, so they got a, they got a tough schedule ahead. Forty Nineers, this team will
1: mainly stay intact, but who knows? But I think they'll still have a good year. Uh last last Super Bowl notes here. Uh number one, uh I I asked the people I was watching with or texted various people over under on T Swift appearances. I set it at six. Uh the over did hit. Got to seven. I believe seven by the time the broadcast is over. I was surprised they weren't showing her on the field before they showed any of players who worked their entire lives to get there. <laughs> but I guess she just stayed in the box, so that's good.
0: Other than that, really I don't have a whole lot. Congrats to the Chiefs. That's cool. Um, hopefully we'll be there next year. I, I think I might have spoken on this uh, a couple of times. And there are times where I feel like this really has weight. And there are times where I really think it doesn't. And I'll give you a, a perfect case in point. My My main takeaway from this season is that I really do think – that the quarterback market is going to change in the upcoming years. I think the days of guys like Daniel Jones and Derek Carr getting these fat fucking contracts are over. Um, the reason I say that... Are you, are you sure? The reason I say that is because um, you look at the teams that paid guys just stupid amount of money this past year, such as the Giants, such as the Saints, such as the... Browns such as the Titans. Uh, so the, the, the Browns should be in a tier of their own. Like, one thousand uh, um, percent. such
1: as the Broncos, uh, who also should be in that Browns tier. Yeah, they're like uh, the they're like the one B. Yeah. If Browns are one A, Broncos one B. Um,
0: such as the, Did you the Raiders, Jimmy G? Raiders, thank you. Another one that is just fucking crazy. Oh my god. Jets, which it's not his fault, but still the same point. Such as the Bengals, it's not his fault, but still the same point. Uh God, what other teams? I mean, that was fucking nine teams right there. That paid guys a stupid amount of money. And didn't sniff. And any tangible super. Bowl got results. fucking injured or sucked. One thousand percent. That's one-third of the teams right there, basically. A little under. But teams are now realizing that you do not need a fucking quarterback being
1: paid $45 million a year to be good. I, I think uh, I think the counter argument to this is the Super Bowl. Uh, and I think it's kind of double – it's a double-edged sword here because, like, to – your side of the argument, the forty ers Forty nineers, and you have Brock Purdy, who was Mister Irrelevant, making nine hundred thousand dollars a year, league minimum, quarterback minimum, totally. Which small allowed contract. the
0: forty ers to build that team from the outside in, and
1: created a powerhouse of a team that has been yeah. a powerhouse of a team for years to come. Okay, so you have the roster, and you have a guy yeah. who's pretty darn good. And he's obviously an anomaly, right? Yeah. And just in and in, in, in of his, himself. Got to talk. I don't uh, think he is, though. Okay, You well, can continue. Let me but, finish here. But yeah. ultimately, they lose the game. You have, on the other side, the Chiefs with Patrick Mahomes, first-round draft pick. Uh, I don't think they expect him to be Patrick Mahomes – uh-huh. But they thought he was, you know, pretty darn good. He ends up getting a huge deal for like a decade, yeah, And, like top of the market value. Even looking at it now, it is somewhat team friendly. They'll probably restructure it at some point. But I was going to say
0: it is not team friendly. and They are going to restructure <laughs> possibly this offseason, and I'll let you finish your point.
1: So you've got you got both ends of the spectrum. Yeah. Who won Super Bowl? The Chiefs. One thousand. Who's the better quarterback? Mahomes, 000%. who is uh, okay? So the, the, the game I did not changing talent I, that buttons your team up to make you. There's win a reason why guys. I
0: did not mention guys like Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes. Did mention as, Joe Burrow. As long and, as
1: those unicorns exist, in yes. my opinion, those guys will have keep, the
0: They will keep getting the gargantuan contract. Here. But here's the counterpoint: guys like Mahomes are now realizing. Fuck, this is not as easy as it was.
1: It just won. It isn't. I know,
0: it. I know. But it was so much more difficult for the Chiefs to get this year. They 100 percent won, right? Obviously. But that Chiefs team that won this year would have gotten fucking smacked against the Chiefs team that won a couple of years ago even against the team that won last year. I don't know, man. we were talking about
1: their defense. There are rumors already
0: coming out talking about how Mahomes is going to restructure his contract so they hit less cap space because they need to, A, figure out how to keep guys that they are drafting, and, B, how to bring in more talent in the wide receiver position.
1: Yeah, I guess I'll, I'll agree in the sense that the Chiefs specifically, like – they are very aware at this point now like there's already been quotes coming out stuff that like they're chasing the patriots right now yeah and they're in a dynasty and to get where the patriots got brady constantly took team friendly deals yep and he left a lot of money on the table so they could make the roster around him better and they're gonna have to do that so at this point yeah I, i do agree that maybe they'll kind of shift to that but guys like Lamar. Like again, again, structure. again, Josh Allen, he ain't I know Burrow. I
0: didn't mention that guys like Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, and Joe Burrow are like going Hurts. to stop getting these kind of contracts. They will continue. Guys like Daniel Jones, who was making forty million dollars this year, guys like Derek Carr, who's making forty plus million. Well, dollars but this what's year. the
1: differentiator when you're a team like the Saints?
0: You won't. And, 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 and you won't year. roll the dice it, on that. Okay. Chair. Okay. You will just simply not roll the dozen. You will right, take so, Tommy DeVito, and you will do another year of building your team, up
1: so rather let, let than me, paying Daniel Jones that money. Let me ask you: the team that is the perfect candidate for this situation—the mm-hmm. Tampa Bay Buccaneers—you let Baker this walk. Year. You let Baker walk. I okay. I don't know if you do.
0: You're pay, you're going to pay him forty million dollars for a 9 and 7 record in the worst division in the NFL and one playoff win against a shite
1: ass team. First of all, it's going to be the worst division in the NFL again next year. Then take another quarterback <laughs> the dude played
0: pretty darn good. Great. And Pay he's him 20 million dollars, not 40. Sorry about that, whammy! All right, your takeaway for 2023-2024
1: right. season one. Uh so watching this season, uh we had we had a couple teams uh kind of pop up and become good all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. Um we had the Texans yep. have kind of a meteoric rise. Uh the I one, would say they were fucking insane this year. And picking number two in the draft. Yeah.
0: And they made it to the divisional round.
1: Uh, insane. Thing. I would say for spins of the season, the Miami Dolphins look really good. Yeah. Uh, your Detroit Lions they have made an NFC championship game. Uh, so I guess my, my headline here is that there are a lot more teams now where it's just like apparent that the right coach, GM, personnel tandem can really turn shit around quickly. Mm-hmm. Because I think you're seeing it with the worst teams here, or not even the worst, but just some of the teams who are kind of stuck in, in limbo. In limbo, you've got the Steelers. Okay, sure, they made the playoffs. Sure, Mike Tomlin's won a Super Bowl. You've had a, a pretty good Boy, draft process lost, the last couple of years. They lost to the Packers, right? Yeah, they yeah, did. Uh, you know that's that's a team that's still. As of right now, looking at next year, I don't know who they are. It's kind of a vague point, I guess, or a broad point rather.
0: <laughs> well, no, no, I am just thinking of teams in general. Um, it's like, obviously, like, case like in point, like Patriots. Oh, sorry. Oh, Patriots. Well, do you think they just held on to it for too long?
1: For sure. Yeah, but how can you, I mean? I guess they're kind of a different argument because Bill. How has, do you get rid of it? Bill has built up that you know that leeway. A
0: better, a better example for your point would be Dallas.
1: That's an excellent example.
0: Somebody who holds on to coaches for way too long is Jerry Jones, who's also the GM for that team. And yeah, I mean, he, he, there were like, what, like three years in a row where they were like, all right, this has got to be the year that he gets rid of Garrett. And now I feel like we're right back into the position with McCarthy. This is probably the second year in a row where people are like, all right, well, they got to get rid of McCarthy.
1: And guess what? Even before... This season ended the way it did for them. Guess who was surprised by the fact that they were bounced way too early and didn't do a damn thing in the playoffs? I don't think anybody was. Nobody. Nobody was surprised. I think –
0: yeah, no, I guess not. I was going to say, I guess not the way that they went out. Or no, the way that they went out was surprising. Getting just – getting fucking blasted at home was crazy.
1: Yeah, that's, that's true. That's true. <laughs> that was fucking absurd. At least expect that to be a game. But yeah. the
0: fact that they went on the wild card round, I guess that wasn't <laughs> extremely surprising, but just for the fact that it was at their place would, which they were undefeated, putting up 40 points a game and they got fucking lambasted by the Packers. It was fucking crazy.
1: So, uh, but I see your point. I'll, I'll leave it at this and we'll, we'll book bookend this because the segments getting long, but, uh, yeah, the right personnel, the right GM, the right coach, right ownership—all that stuff. It's just—it's so clear who is in a in a good spot with all that right now, and who isn't, and who is behind the curve, and who is suffering because of it. I think like that season, this season, I mean, showed that a lot. I feel like. Do you think the Texans just got lucky, or do no, you think they actually—they hired a really good coach, they 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 drafted a really good quarterback? They were aggressive and moved up and got a really good defensive player. They were savvy with the guys they assigned in the offseason. Like They did a good job, mm. actually, which is kind of crazy, but they did. And now they're in great shape for the next couple of years. Who did the Titans hire as the head coach?
0: Brian Callahan. Who the fuck is this? Offensive coordinator for the Cincinnati Bengals. That's what I thought. Okay, I don't know why I thought, oh, well, he's wearing a Bengals shirt in this, so that might be why. <sighs> that just, that doesn't seem like a good
1: hire. Well, they've been a mess for years. Yeah. Over the last, like, two, three years, they've been a mess.
0: It feels like, in my opinion, they're just looking at what other teams are doing. Like, oh, man, the 49ers have a really good offense. Let's hire their
1: OC. Oh, man. By the man. way, that team doesn't have the quarterback figured out. They just lost a good head coach. Their GM has made, or he's, they, I guess they fired the role GM because he did some dumbass trades. We'll see about this new GM. Like they've kind of been a hot mess, and look where they ended up. Look how next year looks. Like, not pretty. Not I pretty think. at all. No, that's that's a nice uh, bow on top of the of the point I'm trying to make. I feel like
0: Arizona will be interesting too.
1: Yeah, they're kind of middle of like the pack and all this. I feel like, or like the teams like them. You know, like we're, yeah. jury's still out. Jury's still out we'll on see. the
0: co- uh, on the head coach and i don't know i think
1: bears are kind of in that camp too like bears man
0: oh boy i feel like i could write a book about them right now i mean there's just no there's no way that they are actually considering taking this guy Caleb Williams when he flat out told press <laughs> we're
1: not talking draft
0: we're not i'm not going to gonna fucking <laughs> play for them there's no way that the bears are actually
1: considering Please kill me know. now. We're not talking draft yet.
0: Come All right. Let's uh let's talk Lions
1: instead. Let's go Lions.
0: All right. Detroit Lions, the season ends just a crazy ass fashion. Um who's your MVP this season now? Oh, that's really tough. Let's do MVP offense, MVP defense.
1: Well, I was just to say broader Lions MVP on the whole. I mean, okay, you can do Dan that Canada. too. Uh, oh, oh, All a, thousand, right. a thousand percent. Mm-hmm. Because he he left last year, last season as this team is an up and coming team, got on a hot streak, almost got in the playoffs, and like in everybody's minds, like it was time for this team to make some noise and go, and like he he cashed that check. And, like, he coached the hell out of this team for the entire year, got them their first division title in a long time, uh, played well in the playoffs. Some weeks they looked, like, straight up one of the best teams in the league. Uh, there's obviously our gripes that we have or I have. I yeah, suppose. you have.
0: Don't root me in with that shit.
1: But, yeah, I, he's he's phenomenal. He, he had a phenomenal year. Uh, okay. So if, if my whole broad lines MVP, it probably be
0: all right, that's fair. That's fair. I agree with that. Um, yeah, I mean you bring the city of Detroit, their first playoff win since nineteen ninety one, and then you do it again. Which he said week. he was gonna do,
1: you yeah. Know? Like that was in his press conference. That's what he I mean, that's said pretty he incredible to bring this, this culture here and like it's here and they're it's for real. This team is for real.
0: That's pretty incredible, one hundred percent. Um
1: also total bullshitty to get the coach of the year, by the way.
0: Well, I so I agree with that. I agree with the fact that Stefanski winning it was just fucking moronic. They got decimated in the wild card. And even before that, they didn't win their division. They paid this fucking piece of shit $500 million only to not use him because he's such a piece of shit. They fall ass backwards into luck. Where a veteran comes in and plays out of his fucking mind, and they had a good defense, and which, he wins coach Jim of the year.
1: already got nominated, yeah. Defensive coordinator, or and they win coordinator that. of the year. So
0: the fact that yeah. it didn't go to D'Amico Ryan's, who was a first-year head coach, took his team from the second worst team in the NFL to the fucking divisional round in one year, doesn't get that.
1: One hundred percent
0: that's fucking absurd let alone not dan campbell who gave a team their first home playoff uh, game not win game since 1991 in 30 fucking years is just so unbelievably mind-boggling that shit pissed me off in no end and i don't want to talk about it anymore all it. my team mvp has got to be jared goff i think jared just had a great year Feel like I like that was like,
1: like, kind of tough for you to get out a little bit. Like you're kind of. A big, well, I, I want to get. I want to give it them. to everybody. Yeah,
0: I think. Uh, I think it could have been Laporta. I think it could have been Amon. I think it could have been. No, nobody on defense deserved it. Um, yeah, it could have been any of those guys. It could have been Campbell. That's not Aaron Glenn, I'm guessing. Honestly, thinking about it. The fact that Glenn kept the defense together for... The fact that Glenn turned around the run defense might have been worth it.
1: They looked a lot better down the stretch.
0: I mean, the run defense was really sensational all year. Um, the pass defense was fucking abysmal. And that's why he doesn't get it. I'm going to give it to Jared, though. Because I just think it was such a sensational year for him all around. And yeah... It is a what-have-you-done-for-me-recently league, and Jared won uh, arguably one of the biggest games in Detroit for the last 50 years um, against his old team, against the guy who we had and loved for years, and then went off to another team and won a Super Bowl. Uh, I mean, it was just so poetic.
1: It was like a storybook. Story it really book. was.
0: Yeah. It really was like a storybook ending for for Jared Goff this year. Um, unfortunate that they didn't get the job done, but I think Jared gets my, uh, just because he's also so likable. He is very likable. I thought about Great
1: Goff. Guy. Uh, if I was gonna not do Dan Campbell and go with like a player, and that wasn't also Jared Goff, um, let's do Offensive Player of the Year. How about Amon Ross St. Brown, dude? Yeah, I, I he's definitely mine too. He. He is such a dog in every game that he's in like there was maybe truly the most two flu- two games this year where he like wasn't as productive. The rest of them mm-hmm. he was destroying people. He is uh the most reliable
0: wide receiver in the NFL in my opinion. He did go ghost in that second half against the 49ers, but that's because he was torching them so badly in the first half. Um yeah, I think it has to go to Amon he, you know, LaPorta had a phenomenal season. Montgomery had a phenomenal season. Gibbs had a phenomenal season. Jamo had he, sparks. He had to, yeah. Gibbs
1: had to work his way into it a little yeah. bit on the whole, but once he arrived, he was he was very he good. He was
0: great. Um, but Aman is, I think, uh, I guess he would be a Dan Campbell cult disciple, right? Like he is a guy who embodies what Dan Campbell preaches
1: we're going to buy the kneecap off
0: exactly like he is that guy and i think jared's that guy i think penny sewell is that guy another guy that honestly could probably win offensive player of the year for us sure um i think that that three right there right like those are dan
1: campbell's offensive disciples and also that's the core of your offense yeah like those it runs guys, through those three. I think you can mix and match a lot of players on that on that roster. Yeah, obviously you want to keep as many as you can for as long as you can. Uh, but I think those three dudes are going to be so important for what you do
0: in your forward
1: with with this offense. Yeah, for sure. Who do we think would be the defensive player of the year? I mean i I think there's only two guys in 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 my in my mind. I mean. You know Hutch. Obviously, uh, it, it was a bit of a slow start. I feel like, but by the end of the year, he was he was a wrecking ball. I would really say
0: well. it was it was a mid mid.
1: <laughs> <laughs> end of the year, he was looking. End of me. the
0: year was great. Was end of the year was great. Pretty. I think start of the year he was great. I think I he had like what like four or five sacks in the first four or five games, right? And then just yep. silence up until the Dallas game. And then after the Dallas game, he was electric from there on out.
1: So I think – I I agree, though. I think Hutch is up there. My, my other guy might surprise you. Melly? Uh, no, I was going to say Alex Anzalone. Yeah. Uh, he had a pretty he, nice year. He had a great year. I, I would say he had a great year.
0: He's also he's also a Dan Campbell disciple, 100%. That's a guy that we're going to bite a kneecap off. Um. So, yeah, I, I definitely think he is definitely worthy of it. I think Melly is worthy of it. I don't know. I mean, he, he really – He's another guy that came on super late in the year, but – He was really good when he did. He was electric as fuck when he did.
1: He, he was making be, plays left and right. He would be my uh, – going into 2024, kind of my like – Is he bre- your shooting star? My breakout player yeah. guy to watch. We'll for call sure. it the shooting star award. Shooting star, okay. Yeah. <laughs> One guy I, that kind of crossed my mind for a minute. He was a little too inconsistent to probably be the defensive MVP, but I'd say defensive rookie of the year for sure is Brian Branch. Yeah, because uh, he made some electric plays.
0: I'd say he made more plays than than Campbell, which honestly, that's the other defensive rookie of the year, right? Um, but no, I agree. I think it's I think it's Anzalone or Hutch. Those are the two defensive leaders. Those are the guys, you know, that would make plays when we needed them. Um, so, yeah, I would say it would be one of those two. It's definitely not Cam Sutton. No. It's definitely not Vildor. Uh, definitely not. It's not CJ. Garner
1: Johnson.
0: <laughs> no. Um, all right, so now that we've kind of handed out awards, we kind of know where things are. Um, let's talk about the unrestricted free agents on the team. I'm just going to run down this list. Out. You tell me if you're bringing them back or you're not. I'm skipping the first one. It's Teddy Bridgewater. He's retiring. He's out. Uh, Nate Sudfeld, no. Josh Reynolds, yeah, no doubt, no doubt.
1: <laughs> DPJ, no. Uh, he, it was an interesting move to to grab him, but I don't think he did enough to want to sign him to an extension or anything. Tight end Anthony Frisker, F-
0: no. Frisker, no. I don't know who that is. Offensive lineman, Dan Skipper. I'll say yes on Skipper. You got to bring back the skip. Yeah. I mean, he's he's offensive lineman number six. Lions fans. That's all right. Offensive tackle, Matt Nelson.
1: No, probably another rotational guy you can draft or get a cheap veteran to just plug him back in. I mean, if he's a cheap deal, then, then sure. is good. Like two years, like three million a year. Like, yeah, that's not that bad. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um offensive guard Jonah Jackson. Yeah, this is where this is where things kind of get dicey because I I do think Jonah Jackson is absolutely worth bringing back, but I mean, he is probably going to command a pretty large contract on the on the market here because just the the value of o linemen at this point is is they're really hard to come by. They're a hot commodity. And the Lions have probably one of the best, if not the best, in the whole league. He's still young. Had some injury problems, sure. But, like, I don't know. If I'm a team like the like the Jets, I'm throwing every dime at him to bring him in. hmm You know? So, it really depends on the value. But if you can get him for a deal or you can franchise tag him or something, like, definitely would bring him back. It's just I think it's going to cost you a lot. Okay.
0: So, around cap hit... I mean, the top guards are making 20, 20 mil, 18, 17,
1: 16, so. No, I'm, yeah, at that point, I'm, yeah, I think I'm saying see you later. I, I hate to say it, but, like, mm. if you got to pay Sewell. you got to pay Sewell. And I'm on Ross St. Brown and yep. Goff the, this offseason, then, yeah, I, I need to pay those guys and just or yeah. figure it out. Yeah. I really
0: wonder what the going at the asking price is for Jonah. Because I mean, he
1: was a fucking Pro Bowler last year. He's a good player. He's he's yeah. younger too. I mean, I think he's twenty six. Like he's yeah. not old.
0: I, I think he might be younger than that. Um, that one's unfortunate, but yeah, that might be a, a walking situation. What about Graham Glasgow? I'd love
1: to have him back if we got to let Jonah Jackson. Yeah, go. I think, uh, I think that's a must sign, but he's already Jonah. been talking about how he's like, he'd love to be back, but like, he needs, you know, more money or whatever. And like, I don't blame him for that. I mean, get your, get your bag, but kind of depends what his values at too. Because again, the, 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 market is, is super friendly for them right now. And they might mm. just have to kind of get savvy here and, and draft some people or luckily this roster is in pretty good shape right now. And you can spend actual resources on high end talent with the, with the O-line if you need to, uh, So, I don't know. Depending on what the value was, yeah. Maybe maybe you bring it back, maybe you don't. Vitae? No, bye. No, I don't think so either. Good rotational dude. Not even. But he made... (laughs) Not even.
0: Misery, misery, misery. That's what you've chosen.
1: Adios. He he made his money here.
0: Adios. Vitae. Uh, Another goodbye to the Baquin era. Tyson Aluala told I don't even know who the fuck this guy is.
1: Yeah, see ya. Um, Edge Romeo Aquara. See ya. It's been a nice ride.
0: Yeah, I think you gotta let him walk. Hey, man, Charles Harris. no?
1: Charles Harris is is interesting because like he was pretty good that first year with Dan Campbell. He wasn't back the second. He came back this year, and I don't think he was anything. He was to rave not about. good. I would, I would rather keep if you're, if Romeo. You want cult members, if you want cult members, then yes. Bring I'd
0: them. rather keep Romeo than I would Charles Harris.
1: I mean, I don't feel like
0: I... That's on God,
1: on God, for real, for real. I don't think Romeo or Julian Aquara have done anything of note. Romeo in, in three was seasons.
0: our sack leader, I think, two seasons ago. I believe he tore his Achilles at the start of last season. And then he came back this season and he had moments much like Julian, much like Charles, much like every other fucking defensive edge lining on the other side of Hutch. I'm sorry as yeah. I'm, I I'm think out that. of the edges that we do have, Romeo is upper tier compared to the other guys. Uh linebacker Jalen Reeves-Maben. Uh yeah, I, I would bring him back. I think so too. I mean, he's a special teams
1: necessity. Really yeah. good special teamer, also another cult member. Yeah. back. Yep.
0: Yeah. Emmanuel Mosley?
1: No. This whole secondary. He's got
0: no ACLs.
1: This whole secondary can go bye-bye as far as I'm concerned. I assume that stands for Vildor. You know what? Actually, he might be excluded because he's actually – he made some plays. You can bring him back if he doesn't start.
0: Uh, Will Harris?
1: Mm, Adios. (laughs) It's a long time line. We've done
0: everything we possibly can with you, Will.
1: Adios. What do you say? I, I guess I'm saying adios. It's just funny because for years and years now with them, it's been like, well, gosh, we love Will Harris. Yeah, and it's like, I, have I this ever is seen what to I would do. That's been- do I think they will get rid of him?
0: No. But this is what. Well, Where's he would gonna do?
1: go? I mean, like he's on one of the worst secondaries in the league. Who's gonna yeah. bring him in and be like, I don't know. Hey, we got Will Harris. Beats me. Somebody
0: brought in Jared Davis.
1: <laughs> that's fair.
0: Somebody brought in. Uh... God, what the fuck is that Hawaiian linebacker's name? No, Tavai. Tavai. Oh my God. Patriots. Yeah, actually he's playing good on the Patriots. It makes me sick to my stomach. Go f- yourself. Big one here, CJ Gardner Johnson. Not that big. I'm letting him go. I'm He'll letting walk. him
1: walk, unless he wants another one-year deal for scraps. Yeah, we had a, t- a conversation off podcast about like what does his market look like? Because I don't know what team is lined up, and going. Well, God, we got to sign him for three years. Yeah. Like I don't think so. I think he's got another one-year deal coming up and we'll torn pack.
0: Uh, ran his mouth a lot for somebody that backed it up one time. One time, and the only other time that he backed up his words was when he did an illegal hit on Debo in the conference championship, costing us fifteen yards. You know what?
1: I I might bring him back if it's a team friendly deal and he's not that expensive. If it's a team friendly because, deal, dude, I this suppose. this secondary does need players. I mean, I don't think
0: CJ is a player though. Mm.
1: He was when he got here i mean he was injured the whole year i i don't
0: know I, you know what i will say it is very odd that right around the time that cj came back and it was a little bit before cj came back so i'm not putting it all on him but right around the time that cj came back our secondary got so much fucking worse like our secondary was bad don't get me wrong But right around the time of that first Minnesota game, they were giving up four hundred passing yards a fucking game. It was atrocious. They also were playing.
1: They were playing great quarterbacks, some of
0: the best wide receivers. That's why I'm not just thrashing Cam Sutton this podcast, because it's another guy that I do not think will be back next season, especially after how he responded to some of the fans. Um But I don't know. Like, CJ, it was fun while it lasted. Waving goodbye to opposing fans in the second quarter, you just simply can't have that. It's very true. You just simply can't have that. And you let your emotions get the best of you time and time again. And you bring out the ski masks and then let Seattle put up 38 points on us. That was also embarrassing. Super embarrassing. I, uh, I can't have that anymore.
1: Yeah, I'm letting him walk. Badgley. Yeah, we need to get a, a legitimate kicker. Get a kick fucking kicker. real
0: kicker, man, at Figure this out. point. So that Campbell can feel confident in going for kicks. No more Badgley, no more Patterson. No. Get an actual fucking guy. Uh, McQuaid, i bring him back. He's a good long snapper. Sure. No, no issues there. We have... Street free What the fuck are street free agents? Oh, finish on the practice squad, but we're not offered future contracts. I don't think we need yeah, to talk about those. those these. I don't even know. Oh, so Zach records. is on there. Cabinda? I think I'd bring back Cabinda. Maybe Julian. No. What am I talking about? Restricted free agents. Brock Wright. I'd bring him back. He's here. Yeah, I'd bring him back. Benito Jones. Also not terrible. Yeah, I could take it or leave him. Anthony Pittman, don't know you. Jerry Jacobs. Unfortunately, I know. It I'm pains like me to blocking. say it, man. It pains me to say it. We got to revamp the secondary, and unfortunately, Jerry just can't be here for it. Khalil Dorsey. Same deal. Same deal. Scott Daly. See ya. Uh, exclusive rights free agents. So I think we get first cracks at these, right? I believe so. Yeah.
1: Craig Reynolds, gotta. That's a disciple. It's a cult member, and it's a nice depth piece. He doesn't yeah. do too much. Although another year older for running back, and he ain't a spring chicken. I mean, I, I want to say he's, he's his, like
0: his fucking third or fourth year.
1: I, I want to say he's like 26, 27 at this point. He's absolutely no shot. Yeah. Uh,
0: guys, you typically get out in the when they're twenty two. Let's see. 27 he's He's my age what the hell called it that's crazy
1: but yeah i i I bring it back because he's wow he
0: was on the commanders in 2019 that's fucking wild
1: nice depth piece culture dude also not a bad player i think you bring him back purely for that block he made against tampa
0: bay you make sure that he's got a job
1: uh, I'll, I'll spare you going down this list here. The only two dudes on here I'm bringing back of everyone on here is James Houston and change Silstra. Uh, You're bringing Zylstra. back Silstra? Uh, he, yeah, he was okay. I mean, I feel like under on the depth chart below Brock Wright and obviously, uh, uh, oh my God, Laporta, Laporta, yeah, I that's love fine. I it, it, bring really back whatever. I bring back Houston
0: and Ronalds. That's it. Fair. Um, all right. Well, uh all in all sum up the Lions season in one word.
1: Can it be two words? Sure. The best. Mm, it was the best. It was the best season. The best Lions season ever. Yeah. For sure. Maybe not ever. Hopefully not ever. Hopefully next year is is even better. But as long as we've been watching Lions football, bar none. The best season and this team has a super bright future. Yep. For sure. I'll sum it
0: up in one word
1: gritty. All right, let's close the show out.
0: <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for us. Thank you again for listening to episode 100 of Great Iron Zero's podcast.
1: I will say I am actually pretty floored that we even
0: made it to 100. <laughs> Did 100 of these. Me too. Um, oh appreciate you guys for listening um, be sure to follow us on Twitter, TikTok, YouTube all that sort of jazz we have no lock of the week this week um, we will record maybe eventually, we don't know um, it's the off season we like to take a little time to ourselves we're uh, both hard working individuals and do this podcast on the side um, it takes a lot to run a podcast believe it or not um, just doing the podcast itself uh, is quite a bit, uh, and that is not, you know, socials or anything like that, uh, which also takes a lot of time. So bear with us. Um, if you want more follow us on, uh, as I mentioned,
1: YouTube, TikTok, Twitter, uh, all that sort of jazz. And Hey, you know what, like, however it shakes out, uh, thank you to all who have listened. Yeah. For three obviously. full seasons, 100 episodes. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty great. So yeah,
0: appreciate all the listeners out there. um, until next time, uh, bet the Indiana Pacers to win the NBA championship. What the fuck? Okay. And uh, make good
1: choices, good decisions. Also, go put a go put a Lions uh, Super Bowl for <laughs> sure out there. I, one, one last lock of the week yeah. or lock of the upcoming season maybe. I don't
0: know. Uh, I think you can get it at plus 800 or something. So not bad. Not a bad bet. Until next time. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, good choices, good decisions. We'll catch
1: you on the next one. Later.